Welcome to the Bluff First Podcast. We pray that this message would encourage and enrich your life. For more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com. I mentioned we have a guest, uh, two guest speakers today. And so if you're visiting uh, this morning, you lucked out. I am the uh, normal, uh, well, normal might be pushing it, but I am the uh, typical uh, communicator on Sunday mornings. Most weeks I get to preach, but this week you're in for a uh, a special, special treat. And so um, some of you may not know anything about Bluff First. Let me just rewind a little. Uh, a few years ago, we were talking about some financial investments and different things. And one of the guys on our board, um, God bless him, he said, Pastor, like if you could spend X amount of dollars on anything, what would you, what would you spend the money on? And I said, Help. And so uh, three years ago, we hired an executive pastor. It's total God thing, how he orchestrated it all, brought it all together. We didn't know um, this family at the time, but God worked it all out. And so Max and Keisha Southern moved here from Marshfield, Missouri, served here almost three years. And then so those of you that have been around a little while know that in June, we bid farewell to them as they headed back to Max's home state of Indiana to begin the process of planning a church. Uh, near his hometown, and we know that was a dream on their heart for a long time, and so we're excited to be a part of that and praying for them and supporting them and sending them, but they're back. So in case any of you are wondering if we still like each other, they're here, okay, and, uh, and so give a bluff first welcome to Max and Keisha Southern this morning. We are so proud of you. I know this is going to be an awesome day. I miss those tall hugs. Get in here, Keisha. Keisha hates hugs. Love you, Keisha. You guys have an awesome service. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Bluffers. How are you? Hey. Well, we're excited to, to be back home, uh, one of our homes here with you guys. And um, like you said, I'm Max. And we just want to say thank you, uh, Bluffers. Thank you, Pastor TJ and Brooke, uh, for having us come back and trusting us. Uh, with this pulpit. Um, so kind of what we've been doing, uh, I have been uh, working on our church plant, uh, meeting people in Shelbyville, Indiana, uh, Golden Bears, what this shirt is. I was like, I could wear a button up or I could just wear a Shelbyville shirt. So I wore a Shelbyville shirt. But anyways, you look so thank you, baby. <laughs> anyways, whew, okay. <laughs> no. And so, uh, man, it's, it's just been so great. Uh, this is a little video of kind of downtown Shelbyville, uh, what's happening there, it's new, some new construction, their whole, I asked if it's a circle or a square, and I haven't really got a great response yet, um, but anyways, it's getting remodeled right now, it's farther than that. We actually just had some family pictures taken there um, this past week, so that was exciting, but I've been meeting people there, walking around, going to the coffee shop, uh, I actually found a really good coffee shop there, so that was awesome. Uh, just meeting people uh, has been a huge part of what I'm doing. I know I said that like five times, right? But like, I have a note in my phone. This is great for everybody to do. Me and, uh, Pastor TJ actually kind of taught me this. We did this together. But like, if you go to a restaurant, write the restaurant down, and then try to remember your waitress's name or waiter or person at the cash register and put their name in there. And then when you go back, just pull. You don't have to remember it. You just look at your phone, remember the name to walk in to say, "Oh, hey, Craig, Jeff." Sarah, whatever, right? So I've been doing that. I have a note that says people of Shelbyville in my phone, so I try to help. And it's helped me to remember names and conversations later, and I'm blown away because I, like, I forget stuff. And so I blame that on my medicine. But anyways, different story. Uh, but doing that, doing some fundraising, talking with families and friends, 
Uh, I've been doing some speaking here lately, different churches, so that's a completely different new thing for me. Um, what did I do for three weeks? So Max decided, because you know, we're trying to build relationships in the community and preparing to launch the church in Shelbyville in, um, you know, next year, and we're so excited. So he decided to be really good, great opportunity came his way um, to take a maternity leave substitute teaching position. Three weeks with a class of fifth graders. Um, Who had a really bad reputation. For being really bad. Um, and so he got to experience, any teachers in the sanctuary this morning? Yes. Thank you. School workers, teachers, and if you do anything in the school system, if you do, you know, if you are new, I am a, I have been a public school counselor for seven years. And so I've worked in the school system for a long time, but for Max... He got to uh, be Mr. Southern for yeah. three weeks with these little fifth graders, so that was um, super exciting. Yeah, that was great. Uh, learned a lot. I actually prayed for, like, I did okay, you have to be careful how you pray, right? Like, be specific. So I prayed. I'm like, God, I want to see my community with my eyes. Like, I want to experience it and meet them. I've been reading these demographic studies and reports, and I think they're pretty accurate. Uh, after meeting these students which they're good kids that were uh, struggling to make the right decisions, and their home life. Uh, the home life matters so much. What you're doing and being here is a great first step to keep seeing life change happens in your, happen in your home. And so for me, I got to see all this and hear the kids talk about their lives and their family, and my heart just broke more and more as I heard them talk negatively about themselves, and I heard them explain situations they're in with friendships and decisions they're making, and I, I just I wrestled with that. And I, my, I, I, they left one day, and I just cried. I was in the classroom myself. I just cried. I'm like, God, they need Jesus. They need the hope-filled message of Jesus. Amen. And so we're excited to bring that there uh, to Shelbyville with our church. Uh, but also through that, I've been trying to identify people to be part of our launch team. Starting in January, we're going to be hitting social media really hard to see and have interest meetings, get people apart because you matter because the church is not the church without you, right? Like you matter. And so um, the church isn't just a building, it's people. And so we're excited to eventually have that. And then trying not to annoy my parents too much as we live with them, with our kids. Uh, it's exciting to be back in my old bedroom. So <laughs> it's there. It's still there. I think I... <laughs> No, I'm just, I mean, it, it really has been a blessing. It's going really well. Our parents have been so, so good to us through that. Uh, but then we added a blessing to go to Niagara Falls recently. And so, like, this is, like, the really, aw, picture, right? Like, cool picture. Like, could probably frame it. Uh, but then there's reality as families. You know what really happens <laughs> and what it's like to really take pictures together. I mean, it's, it's impressive. For me, I, you know, God opened up a door for me to um, teach, actually, as I've been a counselor, but to teach for a year in a middle school, and so I've been teaching um, Bible classes at a private um, Christian school, and that is interesting, um, uh, and then I agreed to um, help with their volleyball program, uh, and so I thought that I was going to be the junior varsity coach. I've never formally coached before. I played, you know, from junior high through college, but I thought, well, I've never like formally, but you know, coaching, meh, what's so hard about that? Okay. 
So, but I'm like, I'll get my feet wet. I'll agree to do the um, JV program. And so uh, time went on. I'm there through July and they're still looking for varsity coach and they're still looking for varsity coach. And then finally the AD sits me down and says, we need you to coach the varsity program this year. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I have learned a lot in the last three months. So those of you that coach, um, through the school system, kudos to you for coaching. Um, the, the kids are great. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the sport and the program. You never see your family um, ever. Kudos to the spouses. Yes, kudos to the spouses. And um, parents are fun. So <laughs> real fun. So if your kids are in sports, be nice. Um, and thank them. You know, we're going to be talking about uh, gratitude a little bit today. Um, but lastly, you know, we have two awesome little children. We have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, and so uh, my knowledge of parenting um, extends to raising a kid to the age of five. Um, that's my experience thus far. But I will say that year and a half to three years terrible two stage is awful um and our daughter is in that stage right now so we're just we're surviving with her she lincoln was a lot of my son is over there going like this (laughs) right now um so he was a lot of energy but do any of you have a daughter that is sassy (laughs) i'm losing my mind Okay, this girl is three times the child that her brother was. She stands up in the Walmart cart the other day, and I said, Maislin, you sit down. She said, no. I said, you sit down, you're gonna get hurt. You sit down or I'm gonna call your daddy. She stomps her foot and looks at me, and she says, I'll call my daddy. She takes her hand and she puts it up to her face, and she goes, daddy, mommy's being bad. And I'm like, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm like, okay, there are three ways this could end. Uh, And I'm like praying, which which path do I take? And so I have to breathe through that. It's been it's been a lot of fun. So that is kind of where we're at. We like to have fun. We also feel deep gratitude, and we're so thankful uh, for our time at Bluff First. And the fact that we're still a part of this family and still have the honor of being here. And so thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving us Bluff First to help us heal and grow so that we can fulfill the calling on our life to plant the Ville Church in Shelbyville, Indiana. We'll launch in September of 2022. Yep, and you guys are actually the first, uh, well, the 9 a.m. service, but to get to see the logo. And so thank you to uh, Sean Asbury for working so hard on creating that logo for us. We're super excited. Shelbyville is approximately the size of Poplar Bluff. Shelby County is about the size of um, Butler County, and there is no Assemblies of God Church in the entire county. Um, And so we are super um, excited to go plant a church um, and just to spread that hope-filled message of Jesus. You know, expressing gratitude has health benefits, actually. In a study done by Harvard University, gratitude was strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions. 
uh, to relish their good experiences. It improves health. It helps um, to deal with adversity um, and actually helps people to build stronger relationships. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, in ordinary life, we hardly realize we have received a great deal more than we give. And it's only with gratitude that life becomes truly rich. We realize what we have in this life. And, and God said in 1 Corinthians 5.18 to be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will to those who belong in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and today, our, our message today, we're talking about gratitude. Uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Uh, in particular, next Sunday here at Bluff First will be Pastor Appreciation Sunday. And so, yeah, so let them know. Let Pastor TJ and Pastor Brooke and Pastor Nathan and Megan, Pastor Megan, let them know how much you care for them. Let them know that you're appreciated, appreciate them. Uh, I know for me personally, just appreciate the time I got to spend with them and how I've grown and how I got better uh, because of that. And so, uh, so next Sunday, there'll be like a table here with cards, bless them, help them gain weight with gift cards and take them out to dinner, all that stuff. And then also there'll be an after party after both services. So you do not want to meet, miss that. How many of you say, I will bring, I will do something to show my appreciation next week, past appreciation. Raise your hand real quick. All right. Yeah, it's most of you. It's most of you. That's great. Um, but before we can even come to a place where we're genuinely appreciative of the blessings that are given to us. We have to come to a place where we recognize our needs to begin with, right? We have to know what our needs are, and then so we can say thank you for what's going on to help us. So wedged in between some of Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 17, there's this story about a healing that takes place. So if you have your Bibles um, and you want to open up and follow along, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 17, um, verses 11 through 19 today says this, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When they saw him, or when he saw them, he said, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So if you're taking notes, the title of this message you could write down would be One of Them. That'd be the title, One of Them. You see, leprosy is a disgusting disease that caused the leper to become a complete and total social outcast. Uh, and it was a fate that you would not even want to wish on your worst enemy. Just be so isolated and away from everyone. I think that's something that we definitely learned this last year, isolation is hard. Isolation hurts. It's difficult. And so, and they didn't have social media back then. And so yet Jesus, right? Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. 
comes across a group of 10 men with this disease, and they cry out to him for healing, and he, he heals them uh, and tells them to go present themselves to the priest. And they realize, right, along the way that Jesus healed them, like he did it, like he actually answered our prayer. Their affliction was gone, and yet only one, 10%, one out of 10 came back and thanked Jesus, their healer. You see, the heart of gratitude is realizing that we cannot do life alone. The heart of gratitude is realizing that we cannot do life alone. You see, we were not created to do life alone. And it's only when we accept that truth that our eyes begin to be open to the people all around us who have helped us along the way. See, I know for me personally, uh, struggling with depression and anxiety, um, I have to make sure that I'm still plugging into people. I'm still um, seeing people and talking to people, things like that. And I am very extroverted, but when I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Right? When, when I'm not doing well, I'm not doing well. And so uh, I've kind of realized that. Like, so last month, my uncle passed away I was close with. And um, it's, been, it's been difficult, right? It's been difficult. And so I've had to re remind myself as best as I could, I am not alone. But even in those hard moments, like I love Jesus, right? Like we're called to do this church plant. But like there was moments where I just struggled and I felt so lonely and I felt so isolated. So I went, I talked to my doctor again and we made adjustments to my medicine and like I'm doing way better now. But that's real, like, that is real. Even in difficult moments, you're like, that's cool, Max, but, like, I don't want to. Like, I want to be alone. I'm Really, I'm good by myself, but I'm here to say you're not. Like, you're really not. Don't, don't try to fool yourself. It's not reality. The heart of gratitude is realizing that we cannot do life alone. Do you want to know how to better handle adversity in your life? Live grateful. Live grateful. Find things, find people to say thank you to, right? Do you want to know one way to build strong relationships? Express gratitude and express it often. Be the Samaritan leper who recognized the blessings that they've been given, right, that you've been given, and not only feels grateful, but expresses it as well, right? I think about that with next Sunday. Like, express to your pastors, I am grateful for you. I'm so thankful, and here's why. Here's a moment when you prayed with me. Here's a moment when you said this in your sermon. I'll never forget that. Because those things right there help change the culture and the world around us. And it is, and I think that you would agree, it is so easy to remember the negative, right? We remember criticism someone says to us or a negative event that happens. And remembering the negative and focusing on the negative um, is, um, it's, what our flesh naturally does, it is countercultural to focus on, in the midst of negative, to focus on the positive and what we have to be thankful for. The other nine lepers, I imagine that they failed to return and show their gratitude because why shouldn't they be healed? Maybe it was owed to them in some sort of way. Maybe it was only a coincidence that they cried out to Jesus and then on their way to the priest, their leprosy was taken away. Maybe they thought it was their own righteousness that brought, that I deserve this, or I did something to be good enough to deserve my own healing, or the fact that they were Jews just like Jesus. He healed me because we um, are Jews just like him. Whatever their reason for not returning and expressing their gratitude, 
I feel like is a trap that I fall into all so often, that the things I have in my life I've earned or I deserve in any way, and that's simply not the truth. Yeah, so sometimes I wonder how often I even take my blessings in my life for granted because of the relationship and the proximity or the closeness to those around me who are blessing me. I wonder, like, how often am I, you know, taking for granted that my wife is so awesome, right? Like, that she cares for me, that she loves me, right? That yeah, she encourages real. me, that she believes in me, right? I mean, like, like how, how much am I taking that for granted? And uh, the Jewish community uh, was so close, right? Uh, so here's those lepers, Jewish lepers. They didn't give thanks, but the Jewish community was so close, even seclusive, you could, you could say or think. Like they did a lot of things with just the Jews. Uh, it makes me think about families. It makes me think about families and how often am I not appreciated to my family members because they're family. They should do that for me. I, I expect that. Like that they should have made no other decision but what they did. Right? Of course, that's, that's my family. They should do that. I think sometimes this can carry into our walk with Christ and the church. Jesus should bless me. Of course I got that raise, right? I go to bluff first. Come on. <laughs> right? Like, like, of course that happened. I served Sunday. Like, that's what happens when you serve, right? Like, this is, these are things that um, we, we oftentimes can take for granted or overlook. Um, of course I got uh, that promotion. I've been tithing. Of course my pastor prayed with me or for me, right? Like, because I showed up to small group. That's why he prayed for me. That's why they did this. That's why they sang my favorite song. That's not why they sang your favorite song, but, right? Like, I went on that missions trip, right? All those kind of things. That's why. We, sometimes we could take those things for granted, like our proximity. Because someone's accessible, now we're taking that for granted, that the blessings that are there, but there's another side to that coin. Our ungratefulness has turned our hearts, can turn our hearts bitter, right? And now it's mom and dad did that for them, but not for me. But they like my sister more, which sometimes is probably true. But that's a different story. No, she's nicer than me. Um, cousin so-and-so gave them a discount, but where was mine? Where was my discount? Like, okay, cool, bro. Like, yeah. I checked out right in front of you like you didn't give me the family discount, but you gave it to them. Or they showed up for their funeral. Or they showed up for that surgery. They weren't there for mine. Like, now I'm offended, right? They didn't come to my birthday party. Or what about the pastor in the church, right? I've heard these personally. Oh, they just, they just don't like me, or I thought you were upset with me. I thought you wouldn't show up. The church is too... And I get it at times, right? Like sometimes people aren't the nicest. Sometimes they're just not nice. My mom says it's nice to be nice. And she says that because sometimes we're not nice. Sadly, sometimes that's actually at church. Sadly, TJ, Pastor TJ, Pastor Nathan, sometimes it's us as pastors that aren't nice. Right? Sometimes people get hurt in church instead of getting healed in church. But I can promise you this, that the honor culture and the gratitude culture, being grateful, it begins with you. It begins with you. Regardless of how others may treat you or what you think they think about you, and that's a sermon for a different day, the very thing you want 
begins with you. And I'm speaking for myself too. The culture that I want to see around me, the gratefulness I, I would love to see in other people, all that begins in how I'm going to express that to people in advance of them ever even thinking or seeing me do anything or seeing something happen. It starts and begins in you. The healing that others need begins in you, right? Like, I want to lose some weight. I want to lose some weight, but I can't blame my mom for buying cheesecake and apple pie because we're living with them. Like, I can't blame her. I mean, they are delicious, and I didn't pay for it, you know what I'm saying? But I have to start the right habits mentally in myself before I can lose that weight. I have to start getting the right things inside of me. Coming to church is so important because of this. Because when you get the right things planted in you, the right things grow out of you. That's the word of God. And so as you keep coming, as you keep sowing Jesus into your life, into your heart, and into your mind, those things are going to come out. And so when you want to see honor and gratitude lived out around you, then you've got to have a start in you. And the same is true uh, for all, all areas of our life. Like we need to be followers of Jesus that show honor and say thanks. Amen. You know, this question is one that we ask ourselves a lot. When we think about showing gratitude to somebody, it's, well, what if they don't show it back? It's the same um, that people say when it comes to forgiveness, like, forgive them, but what if they don't think what they did was wrong? But God never addresses what other people's actions should be, but only what our own actions and our own heart should be. And that is our challenge is to examine our own hearts. And regardless, um, here's the truth. We display honor and gratitude not to receive it in return, but because we are followers of Jesus Christ. And, and that is the example he lived for us. Um, and it's not about what others do, but be the one. Be the one of 10 that chose to express that. Then lepers knew Jesus' power. They called him master. They knew he had the power to heal. Really, only the disciples called him master. So they called out to him. They knew he was different. They knew that he was set apart. How often do we know that we are set apart and different to follow Jesus, but we find ourselves like the nine that didn't come back to be grateful. They took what Jesus gave, and they were satisfied in that moment. They thought it was good enough, and they moved on with their lives without realizing that honor and gratitude will mark your life, and it will change you. Think about the person, maybe you know somebody, when you leave their presence, you're always uplifted. They're always, their life is marked by honor and gratitude. They're always reaching out and always speaking life and always talking about the things, thank you, you know, for doing this and thank you and complimenting and, and just reaching your soul. And so that kind of a person, every one of us has the potential to be. The opposite of gratefulness is indignation and resentment. Living life as if we are the ultimate victim. And things in life are completely owed to us. Imagine choosing that path. Imagine choosing to live that way in light of God's word in Romans 5 when he said God demonstrated his own love for us in this. Not when my life was perfect, then he died for me. But while I was still a sinner, Christ went to that cross and died for me. I did nothing to deserve it or to earn it. While we were still sinners, sinners who deserve to pay the price of our sin, death. 
Yet in that state, Christ gave up his life for us. If he never gave me another thing in my whole life, if he never gave you another thing in your whole life, not one more blessing, though I doubt that ever happens because he loves to bless, you are still blessed with the promise of eternal life. And that gift is enough. If you have Christ, you have everything. Everything, and that is the core of gratitude. Realizing we are owed nothing, but given everything by a God who loves you so fiercely. I was thinking while you were talking that honor and gratitude is really lathered or bathed in grace. Yeah. Like, because we gotta be able to give people grace and give our family grace, and without that grace, we can't say thank you. Like, hey, I know you made a mistake, Pastor TJ, but man, thank you so much for all these good things. Thank you for all these blessings. Thank you for all these, these awesome things, right? And see, we're grateful. We're so grateful, Keisha and I, our kids, for our time at Bluff First and, and the wonderful work God did in our lives to prepare us to go plant this church. We're thankful for our friends and family here. Uh, it's crazy. You know, you walk around Walmart in a new city and you think you see Micah Smith walking around. It's like, that's not Micah. You know what I mean? Like, you think you see these people. It's like, I've, I've been thinking about different ones of you and we just, we miss you so much. But we're so thankful. We know it was God's uh, time for us to be here and for us to grow in a new way here. And we're grateful for the chance to see, uh, see, see all of you here today. Uh, the influence and wonderful pastors here uh, are what, what a blessing. Obviously, I don't get a check from here anymore, and um, I can't get fired. So when I say this, I mean it. Like, really, if you don't have a church home, this is the one to be at. Yeah. This is the one to be at. Uh, we know what it's like right now to kind of be wanderers. I was telling this to some of our friends earlier. Like, you know, we, I have the church I grew up at, but we don't have that, that community right now. And it's been, it's been lonely. But, like, I come back here, and I'm like, man. Like, we were just talking in the back before service. Like, we can't wait till you know, like we're leading this. You know, yes, we miss you, but we're so excited about what we're going to and, and just the, the honor and gratitude culture that's growing here as well. So, um, yeah, most of us, we're all grateful for redemption work of Jesus Christ, that we could never live a life good enough to deserve his sacrifice, right? Jesus went willingly so that we could be saved. That's right. And Pastor Nathan's going to come at this time. And, you know, we are going to, um, here in just a few seconds, there's going to be um, a baptism service. Um, we're going to get to see those two um, individuals that we heard from earlier get baptized in front of you and demonstrate that public declaration of gratitude towards God who has completely changed their life. Um, and so we're super excited to celebrate that. But I want us to just take a few moments as um, we finish with this song um, and just examine for yourself. And sometimes like when I used to be a kid's pastor, I would tell the kids to bow your heads, not because God only hears prayers when our heads are bowed and our hands are placed like this, but because sometimes just closing our eyes and putting our heads down eliminates distractions from all around us. And, and as we self-examine, if you just take a moment to, to examine your own life and your own expression of gratitude, uh, is it easy? Is it hard? Um, are you a one of them? Um, or are you more often, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm more often a one of the nine. I, I forget or I take um, for granted the blessings that I have and don't outwardly, I may feel it in my heart, but I don't outwardly express that gratitude. 
Um, so just examine your heart, and I'm going to pray over you today. God, I just pray for these men, women, children, young um, and old. God, I just pray that everyone in the sanctuary today would truly know. If there's somebody here who doesn't know what it means when we say that Jesus Christ changes everything, I pray today they would not leave this sanctuary without finding a pastor and asking questions about it, asking questions about who Jesus is and how they can have that same hope. But God, for those here who have, who have experienced that hope, who have accepted your sacrifice for them and for me, God, I pray that we would be grateful, that we would, that we would go forward realizing that nothing we have in this life is ever um, just given to us because we earned it. But God, that the things that we have in this life are given to us because you, God, are in control and you saw that it was necessary that we have those things so that God, ultimately our perspective would be corrected and that you would be at the center, that we would know, God, that, that if there was never another day where we had a blessing in our life, God, you died on the cross. You sacrificed your son on the cross for our sins while we were still sinners and unworthy um, as we still are. I pray, God, that we would realize that and be so grateful for that um, today. God, I pray over this um, congregation. And we pray for um, Jaden and Jason today, God, as they are baptized, that you would help the public declaration that they're making to serve you, God, be just absolutely secured in their hearts and that we would be um, a body of believers that would uplift them in prayer um, and that would um, stay with them through this faith journey that they're on, encouraging them um, and thanking them for their step of um, faith that they're taking today and let it encourage somebody else in this sanctuary. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For questions, prayer requests, and more information, please visit us on the web at blufffirst.com.